0: It's a brand new day and we're putting the A.M. in American politics. We've seen the darkness of division and despair and are now jumping into the light of a bright path forward. Progress is here and we're sharing its story with you, for you, all with the help of Signal Boost. Now, here are your hosts, Zerlina Maxwell and Jess McIntosh. Joining us on the phone is Michelle Ellman. She's one of my favorite um, people that talks about setting boundaries. And she is the author of the book, The Joy of Being Selfish, which is a really good book I recommend if you, like me, struggle with setting boundaries. Good morning. How are you?
1: good morning so lovely to speak to you again yeah thank
0: I, you for I, agreeing
2: I, to do this now that we know how committed you are just <laughs> setting no. boundaries for yourself i feel exactly. like it's an honor that you're willing to do this <laughs> no no
1: i mean i it's... feel like i'm on a mission at this time of year we are all so prone to burnout right now that exactly. i feel like it's season for boundaries no so we started
0: the show i was like citing this funny meme i keep saying shared which is like if you're sending an email this week ask yourself is this a december problem or is this a january problem and i feel like this is the time of year where not only do we struggle with like work boundaries because everybody is trying to take a break at the end of the year everyone deserves a break but people are like we gotta get all this stuff done and so you sort of have to draw the lines and you're dealing with like what to do about the holidays with your family and everybody has trouble drawing met with boundaries so with it's their so family. Funny.
1: I saw that meme because a friend sent it to me because I replied to one of her requests saying that's next year's problem. <laughs> <laughs> and then the meme back was like have you seen this? And I was like no it's genuinely what I'm saying to things. And it's exactly what you're saying that the line keeps being pushed back and I'm even finding it for myself because today was meant to be my last day of work. And I'm finding even like the people I work with have are going, well, can you just do this one thing on Monday? And we kind of want you to come back on uh, New Year's Eve because we want a post to go out on New Year's Day. And I'm like, in just the space of two days, my Christmas holiday, they're trying to squeeze it from both ends. And I'm like, No, I need an actual break. It's the only time of year where people stop on their emails or at least the best they're going to get all year. And so if you don't take this opportunity at this time of year, you are not going to have it properly for another year. And of course, you can artificially create it in the summer and put an out of office on for a week. But no one realistically does that. So if you're not going to do it now, you are never going to do it. Right. The reason,
2: the reason why the holidays matter so much, and this is why, like, I think this is the smartest thing that some companies are doing. Like I, you know, in my non-radio life, I work as a consultant and I have several clients where they do a company-wide day off. Like they did company-wide summer Fridays or like the whole company will shut down for a week. And that I think is, that eliminates my biggest problem with boundaries, which is that like, I would love to say, no, I'm taking these four days for myself. But sometimes I know that that is putting a burden on somebody else specifically I know who it's putting it on, (laughs) and I feel bad about that. And I know what you know that person is going what's happening in their lives and all of that and so I take on a little bit more during my break because I feel like there's a zero sum game and if I don't do it she'll have to do it and I'm gonna feel bad about that. The holidays we all sort of chill out. Like I'm not putting my burden on somebody else.
1: Like, they're not working either. (laughs) So... so I... I think it's how you set it. So I had the same thing. So on Wednesday, I took a spontaneous day off, forgot to put an out of office on my email. So of course, all day I was being harassed, but right. I, and I was trying to enjoy the day off and I kind of wasn't because I was checking my phone and I shouldn't have been checking my phone. Even I slip back on boundaries occasionally. But what I found is, especially around the Christmas period, how you set it is really important. So on your out of office email, do not put a return date because the problem mm. with putting a return date is they expect an email that day and you know the day you go back to the office is not the day you're going to be sitting on your emails you'll have to sort through so many emails the day that you come back they might not necessarily get a reply the day you come back so I've changed my out in a few ways so I don't put a return date I also don't say I have intermittent access to emails I say Mm -hmm. I have no access to emails because that's actually what I do and so now I actually delete the email app off my phone completely, rather than keeping Wait, it on Wait, you can phone even do that? And... I didn't
0: even know you could do that. I've never done that in my entire life. Oh my God, you that can. is so and radical, I, it, I love it. i
1: worried I couldn't get it back because like it, it's on that bottom bar where you're worried that you wouldn't be able to get it back, but you can delete it and it, you can put it back. Um, but it's, it's when you're watching those notifications and the story I used to tell myself was, oh, I'm just clearing the junk. Like I won't actually reply to anything, but I'm yep. just clearing the junk. I do it's that. Though it's still affecting your stress. Like it is, because every time you're checking that app, you are firing up the same cycle in your brain that responds to any anything high alert, any notification, it has the same response cycle. So you need to actually remove it to let your body's nervous system calm down. No. <gasps>
0: I'm doing this. Interesting. I didn't even know you could delete your email from your phone.
1: This is so.
2: <laughs> this
0: is. I mean, I I did definitely do the thing where on weekends I this started even before the pandemic, where I put my phone on the charger and I walk away from it, right? So if I it, right. even if I'm like watching a television show, I don't want my phone in my hand. I'm not scrolling and watching. I I try to just because even the like the oldest episode of Law and Order I've seen ten times is very good when you're actually watching it.
1: <laughs> yeah, so. I to watch an episode that you've watched before and you're like why don't i remember any of this oh because yep. i was scrolling on my phone the entire time exactly. so even if you can't delete the app airplane mode is a great thing airplane mode put your phone in another room just like as you said putting it on charge um but actually this time of year if you can't have good phone boundaries then you're already around all your loved ones no one needs to contact you because a exactly. lot of another excuse i get a lot is oh well what if something happens to my family and a lot of Not everyone's going to be around their family, especially because of COVID this year. But if you are, that's another great reason that you can actually turn your phone off because no one needs to contact you urgently. Um, Everyone else is relaxing as well. So give yourself the break, break, break so that we can start the new year as a fresh start and actually have that energy because when i talk about burnout it is this like you're slower to do things things that like you would have taken you an hour in january are now taking you 4 hours simply because you're exhausted and so if you actually give yourself that time to conserve energy replenish then you'll be able to do it more efficiently in january anyway
2: okay so so let's take the holiday equation out of it like when when i have a hard time setting boundaries it's it's for the reason that i that i laid out before i feel bad about like, somebody somebody is asking me to do something who I care about, my participation in said thing would help this person out. If I say no, they will have more challenges. So I say yes, because I don't want to feel guilty about this person, like, you know, letting this person down.
1: Okay, so you're taking I, what do I do? responsibility. You are taking on responsibility for everyone else's boundaries as well. So if there's too much on their plate, they can say no. And you have to have the belief in them that they can also set their own boundaries. So yes, when you set your boundaries and let's say you're going to have an off day, yes, some of that might fall on their plate. But if it's too much, you have to believe in the people around you that they will also say, hey, I need this divided more or more evenly or more fairly, or we need more um, extra people to be in the office when someone takes an off day. that I have a cover so that it doesn't just fall on one person's place they need to be able to communicate that that as well so you can't all this guilt is coming from the story you are telling yourself inside your head so before a feeling comes a thought and the thought you're thinking is I am inducing this pain in others, or inducing this hassle, or inducing, and that's my responsibility. Whereas you need to flip it and say, I'm responsible for my side of the street, they're responsible for theirs, that's not something I can control, that is not my responsibility.
0: This is the okay. most liberating lesson you can learn in your life, okay. um, which you just said, Michelle, about um, just realizing that you can only control what you do that's it that's all you can do control and i think the pandemic that's a very good lesson to internalize i can only control what i can do i can't control what other people are doing i can't control other people's insecurities or their anxiety i cannot control that i can control me that's it and so it allows it frees you up of so much because you don't you're not carrying everybody else's baggage along with your own around in the world. I mean, do you get the sense that people are learning that in the pandemic? Because I feel like I'm alone a lot when I'm like having these moments and I'm explaining things to people and people are like, I never thought of that. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, (laughs) what have you been doing in the pandemic, but not thinking?
1: Well, I think the problem is in the pandemic, we had a reduced emotional capacity. So that went one of two ways. That either meant you got better at setting boundaries or you became the person who everyone dumped all of their lack of emotional capacity on. So (laughs) it it doesn't necessarily mean everyone learned this these boundaries in the pandemic actually meant some people got worse because for example the boundary between work and your social life was lost so you're working from home you don't have a physical boundary of the office anymore that meant some people got worse with their work boundaries because they couldn't leave a physical space at 6 pm every day and so it seeped into midnights and it seeped into weekends um if there are other people who are better at saying no than other people feel guilt. So we have to actually look at this guilt thing. So guilt happens when you've done something bad. Every single supposedly negative emotion, I don't believe emotions are negative, but we call them negative emotions in our society. The reason, there's a purpose for each one of them. So like anger is to show you your boundaries have been crossed. The purpose of guilt is for us to have a conscience. It's when you've done something wrong and you actually have to start looking at, well, what did I do wrong? in this situation. And it's usually because again, you're telling yourself a story like me standing up for myself is hurting someone else. And that's not the truth. That's not a fact. The fact is you are standing up for yourself. That's the only factual part of that. What the meaning of it is, is something that you have made up yourself. So you change the meaning, you'll change the feeling.
2: I got to work on that, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I, I don't, know. so, so, how (laughs) how do I change the feeling (laughs) one person could say I'm standing up for myself and therefore I'm making everyone else's life difficult so that's the latter part is the meaning another person could say I'm standing up for myself and as a result the people around me know they can stand up for themselves too or Hmm. I have good boundaries and therefore the people around me know that I will be honest when I am upset and that's actually genuinely what happens with boundaries so At first, when I started setting boundaries, I felt guilty all the time. I felt like I would lose all my friends and I did lose a lot of friends. I wouldn't label them as friends anymore. I would label them as people who were taking advantage of me. And that's why you need to start deciphering between people who benefit from your lack of boundaries and people who actually care about you. But what ends up happening was I realized that by me having good boundaries, it actually simplified a lot of my relationships. And the pivotal moment for me was when a friend actually said to me, Oh, it's so much easier to be your friend now that you have boundaries and i was like what? why like sure, <laughs> explain harder. that yeah and she was like it's because if i i used to question all the time if you were angry at me and now i know if you're angry at me you will just tell me also i can call you and i know if you're busy you won't pick up i know if you're overwhelmed you'll say hey i'm busy right now i'll call you on monday or whatever and the example she used was that her partner used to pull over every time she called on the phone, even if she was in the middle of driving. If she was in a meeting, she would go out of the meeting. And she was like, I never call my partner because she doesn't have strong enough boundaries to say, hey, I'm busy. Whereas I always oh. feel comfortable calling you because I know you'll just tell me if you're busy, if you're angry, if any of any of the emotions that I used to be passive aggressive about or just silent treatment or any of these things, these are all bad boundaries things. Once you set boundaries, People uh, know that you say what you mean and you mean what you say. So everything becomes simpler. There's no guesswork in your relationships anymore because people can trust that you will honestly say how you actually feel. I feel like that I'm actually so becoming
0: much better at this. So as you were explaining that, I'm like, ooh, I actually am getting better at this. Through In my therapist, um, uh, the time I've worked with my therapist, I feel like I've gotten better at this. Being able to communicate like with, with people and say like, this was not okay. I did not like this because like or like whatever mm-hmm. it is and and just being really clear about it and one of the things that you said that's um really stood out to me is this idea that people are always thinking everybody's mad at them. So yeah. so that's a thing that I hear from a lot of other people that I cannot identify identify with any longer because like I n- no one's mad at me. I mean if they are like that's not on me. Like I didn't do anything to them. You know what I mean? Like cuz most of my day is like I'm just focused on what I can control going back to like your original point. So I, I mean, I haven't done anything to make someone mad at me <laughs> because I'm not like, I, I just am not, I i don't, I don't feel like I'm doing those types of things. I'm trying to just focus on those, like the, the small window of things that I can control and somebody, how somebody else feels is not one of those things. So I, I don't have that problem anymore where I'm like, are you mad at me? <laughs> like, I don't, because if you are, like, I mean, you should tell me, yes. but I don't, so I
1: don't feel guilty if you about are, that. it's your responsibility to communicate that. Until you communicate it, it is not my problem. It is not on my plate and it's not in my world. Until you have communicated that, it's a story I'm making up in my head. So if you need to say, are you mad at me? Then that is actually better than what people do instead, which is just stay in their head thinking someone's mad at them. So Although are you mad at me is not a great step, it is actually the first step to then being actually be able to go, well, whether you are or not, it's your job to communicate that. And I'll tell you if I'm mad at you, but otherwise you don't need to assume silence is personal. And I think that's the piece of it. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's a thing in psychology called the spotlight effect where essentially we think the whole world revolves around us. We think everyone's thinking about us all the time. And a lot of the time, this is where this idea that everyone hates us is so let's say someone doesn't message you for a week. In fact, this actually happened to me in the pandemic. I didn't message a friend for a month. I was really struggling in our second lockdown last year. Um, And I just, I went to the country, turned off my phone for a lot of it, didn't speak to a friend for a month. And I turned my phone on to a message being like, hey, I miss you. And I was like, oh, I miss you too, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, "Um, I just think you're not making much effort. And I'm just sick of the fact you're not making much effort. And I was like, all this stuff had built up for him for a month and hadn't said it so when it came out it came up quite um venomous and yeah. harsh and aggressive because it had built up he told himself stories for a month rather than actually speaking to me the first time he felt it and I would have said to him hey this isn't personal I'm not just ignoring you I'm ignoring everyone in my life mm-hmm. I'm trying to keep my head above water and it has nothing to do with you it right. or our friendship it." 100% to do with me. And in that moment, I would have absolutely apologized and said, I'm so sorry, I can't be a good friend to you right now. And I'm so sorry I can't give you more, but I am doing the best I can. And I need to be able to look after me to keep afloat in this pandemic. And I would have said that, and this is the this is another thing that I found myself able to do since I had boundaries, is I can cop to the fact that I can't be a good friend right now. I, I don't have my um, self-esteem built up from being a good friend, a good daughter, Um, a good colleague, a good boss, any of these things anymore. Because sometimes you can't be a good person to every single person in your life. And sometimes you just have to cop to the fact that I can't be a good friend right now. I'm too busy to be a good friend. And I'm really sorry. And if that costs us our friendship, I'm really sorry. And I love being friends with you, but I totally understand. Wow. Okay. So you can say that about friendship, but I can't say
2: I can't be a good employee right now. Like that's
1: not allowed. Or is it? you can say that just because you pay me, you don't, you don't deserve 24 hours access to me.
2: Hmm. Yeah, okay, so talk about dealing with this with bosses because that's a difficult conversation to have.
1: Yeah, so I think you have to put limits around when people can contact you and how they contact you. So telling someone you can't contact me on my personal phone number, I think is completely allowed. I also think telling someone, hey, I'm not working today. Can I get back to you when I get back into the office on Monday? Or when you set this out of office for the Christmas period, being able to tell someone, um, I'm not going to be in the office from this date to this date. As a prior warning, tell them a week in advance. Or, well, you probably don't have a week now, but like you probably have three days or whatever it is. Um, if you need to um, resolve anything before I go off of my break, you have two days, three days. So can we please have that conversation now? I'll get on the phone to you today, but from Monday onwards, I won't be in the office or picking up any work calls. Wow. You make it sound really easy. It is actually I do, easy. and there's a lot more complicated, because the what gets, makes it complicated is the response, right? So right. it's about standing firm in it, and realizing that their response does is an indication of how well you set the boundary. And the reason why it sounds simple when it comes out my mouth is because I've been doing it for five years. When I first <laughs> right, started setting right. boundaries, it's clumsy, it's messy, it's chaotic. And it gets, it actually is harder when you're first setting boundaries because you don't believe in your boundaries. And so what ends up happening is you give a 20 minute explanation for your boundaries. Whereas (laughs) the reason why, when I give these (laughs) sentences, they're so simple is because if you give someone less, they have less to go off. The problem with when you give a 10 minute explanation for why you can't come to that party is people. So let's say you say, oh, well, I've got so much work on that reason alone is the the person who's receiving it sees it as a problem they need to fix so they start going well how about if you do your work today then you can come tomorrow whereas if you had just said hi i'm unavailable but i'd love to see you in the new year let's grab lunch in january then they have nothing to say so the more you give someone the more they can pick apart
0: i actually i do this a lot um a lot um and i've i've learned this particular that specific lesson the like i'm not available have a great day. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't, because one of the things that happens a lot is I was complaining about this earlier in the show about how every, I mean, I am just jokes that like I'm the opposite of inbox zero. I just don't. Yes. I, there are so many messages that I just,
2: <laughs>
0: I'm not responding. It's because a lot of people are just asking for something. Everybody wants something, you know, and, and some of it is stuff that. You know is cool and great to do but a lot of it is not something that I have time to like You know go back and forth about like how to make it work for whatever they need me to do um, For their own ends and so one of the things that I've learned and especially in the past couple years is saying I'm not available Thank you so much. Have a great day. Stay safe Zerlina period. I don't need to say why I'm not available I don't need to say what else I'm doing. I don't need to give an excuse. I say I'm not available
1: yeah you know I'm not free. Also, it's not gonna work for me i learned was uh, that doesn't work for me
0: oh just, my therapist says that
1: my that therapist always, always me.
0: tells me to say that that doesn't work for me
1: i also, like that i use I'm dating i so if if a guy wants to plan a last minute date wants to turn up at your flat at two o'clock in the morning that doesn't work for me I love it. (laughs) That's it. Don't need to explain it. They they start to get, I mean, uh, oftentimes I will say that doesn't work for me. If you want to see me, then actually make a plan. Um, so I'm not going to be your last minute person. I'm not going to be your two in the morning girl. Sorry. Even if we're casual, even if this is just fun, you can still give me the respect of your time and you can schedule me in like you would a friend or any other person in your life. So, I, I'm a big person around respect for time. And so that doesn't work for me. It's just a very simple catch all of that doesn't work, work for me. And usually I put the alternative, what I do want. So uh, that doesn't work for me. You're going to get me to give me two days notice.
2: And you don't ever worry about missed opportunities because you didn't
1: jump on something like that doesn't keep you awake at night. I used to. That used to dictate my entire work um, work life. And it just got to a point where I was like, at what cost? And I got to a point probably about three years ago when my career was going amazingly. If I looked at the rest of the areas of my life, though, my friends were kind of annoyed at me because I always cancelled for work. The relationships I was in, they weren't particularly happy either because I always cancelled for work. The number of times I would book dates and then cancel because work came in. It was impacting everywhere else, that if I looked at my life as a whole and was like, am I actually satisfied with my life? Uh, kind of, but only because my career is doing so well, but right, at what okay. cost and how do I do this for? And so right. it, it, there was a point in my life where work was my highest priority A time uh, where I just went like, it was actually my love life that i wanted it to be more important and i was like if i just keep down this path i think i'm going to have a regret at some point in life that i haven't yeah. lived more of my life and why am i working so hard is it to fulfill some sort of external validation that i didn't receive in school or from my parents <laughs> Am I working this hard because it's truly satisfying me? And is there a limit to how much this can satisfy me if it's coming at the cost of everything else? So if you want to make something your top priority and abandon the rest of areas of your life, go for it, but do it consciously. I'm a big advocate of you can make whatever decisions you want, but make it a conscious choice. I like that. My therapist says that
0: too. My therapist says that too. I remember earlier on in the pandemic, I mean, now that we're sort of in this, double surge um and you're in the uk so maybe you can uh maybe warn us a little <laughs> about yeah. what we're about to experience it which is doesn't inside. seem great
1: week has been cancelled so yes yeah, um, so. highest rates we have had of the entire pandemic as of yesterday so uh yeah we are definitely ahead of where you guys are at so the best advice i have is stay inside
0: stay inside <laughs> see we heard it first. Yep. Um, so, one of the that's things a boundary my therapist... right there. I'm not going. No, out. it's, it i not work going. for me. I'm not coming. Going out Does, doesn't that, work doesn't, doesn't, that doesn't work for me. Um, you know, my, uh, I remember
1: there have been boundaries oh, around saying, do a lateral test before you come. So, yeah. I've, um, this is actually the first week I've had people say this. All these Christmas parties, oh. I had people texting every day being like, we didn't want to cancel it. So, you're going to need to do a lateral flow test before you come.
2: Amazing. It's really smart it's smart I, We've been talking I'm about never mad week. when I get one of those I'm just like oh yes this is a person who respects me yeah enough to w- care and right. I will respect them enough to do it <laughs> like, right. it, exactly. it, it, makes, it makes me trust them more actually their their willingness to to talk about
1: and that's about what boundaries do pandemic
2: oh. boundaries man did We're we just come full circle? Lessons. Did it happen? We did. Yeah. We, did. we did. Jess, it. I think you learned uh, a
0: lot. I can I can I, think I, did. I can feel your brain <laughs>
2: churning totally. like through the phone. Well, <laughs> I, I think I had to put the pandemic lens on it to be like, "Oh, yes, I appreciate the out of those boundaries. Oh, wait, that applies everywhere. Oh, got it. Right. Okay. Right. right. Michelle Elman, um thank you. That was hugely
1: helpful. <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you so much. I'm so glad I could like help this epiphany. Very much. No, it's very, so good i hope everybody (laughs) listening is having
0: light bulb
2: moments obviously everybody needs that this year please do check it out and please join us again soon michelle and um stay safe stay inside and we will talk to you soon
1: absolutely have a wonderful christmas you You too. too thank you so much
2: Thank you all so much for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at Zerlina Maxwell, at Jess underscore MC, and at Signal Boost Show.